episode 207 of the HHH Racing Podcast is brought to you by Hawthorne Racecourse. Hawthorne Racecourse, Chicagoland's hometown track. And now, let's start the show. Good evening and hello to episode 207 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I'm your proud host, Howard Kravitz. Thanks for joining us today live, a day earlier than normal, the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, Please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. And after you do that, hit that notification bell so that you know when new content rises. Also, smash that like button. Again, hitting that like button hitting the notification bell, subscribing, all of that helps YouTube tell other people this is a fantastic show. It promotes the channel, and it will send more people to the HHH Racing Podcast. We'd greatly appreciate if you would do that. Also, you can see on my name tag there, you can follow me on Twitter, at H Kravitz. And at the bottom of the screen, you can see it right now, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com is my email for any questions and suggestions and also on the bottom of the email i'm really excited about this or excuse me on the bottom of the uh screen there next tuesday chad brown that's right chad brown one of the best trainers in the entire universe will be right here on the hhh racing podcast approximately uh 8 p.m eastern the show will start tuesday uh i'm very excited to have Chad Brown on. I've, I've met him uh, for the first time at the Breeders' Cup. Really excited to have him. Not only that, we are going to have a mystery guest to kick off the show. I can't say who. I'll wait to bring on Pete and Paul to talk about that. But we have a mystery guest. This is a person you are absolutely going to be very excited to see on our airwaves. So we have a big mystery guest along with Chad Brown next Tuesday. This is going to be a very highly anticipated show. I'm really excited about that. Uh, Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. And, of course, we have the Power Picks going. And I sent out an email to everyone, 200-plus people on our email list. And if you'd like to be on our email list, please send me an email. I'll be happy to put you on our email list. Uh, The Power Picks, once again, we scored with a 5-to-1 shot last week. Missed on a few others, but again, the Power Picks ROI is around $2.50. It stays red hot. It's only $15.99 per month. And I also announced on email that I have a very special uh, promotion that I'll be talking about next month for 2023. This is a great value for all of you that whether you're involved with the Power Picks or not, highly recommend you... uh, Stay tuned to a great promotion for the Power Picks in 2023. And then finally, great website information, hhhracingpodcast.com, uh, set up by my good friend Pete Visco, who will be coming on here in just a second, who runs our podcast, excuse me, runs our uh, website for the podcast, does a great job. Uh, so please make sure you check that out. All right, without any further ado, let's bring on 
one of my co-hosts. The other one looks like is still coming home from a football game. So let's bring on first from the East Coast in Maryland, USA, Mr. Pete Visco. Pete, happy what's going on, Howard? Happy, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, my friend. How you doing? Not too bad, you. I'm doing great, thanks. Uh, Paul will be on shortly. I believe he was refereeing a. This guy's like one of the hardest working people. He's always he got something. College always. basketball, right? College basketball, which I, I mean, I'm as I told you before the show, I'm, I'm trying to get in better shape, so I could probably referee a game, maybe in a few weeks or so, up to a month. The guy's refereeing high school football games. He's just he he works for the Saratoga Special, announcing games. Does he announce the games too? I was listening to him announce one one time. So he's he's all over the place. He does. He does a great job. If you if you've now listened to Paul Halloran announcing high school football games, highly recommend you do that. When he comes on, Pete will tell us where people can look into that. But he was refereeing, I believe, a playoff game, and yeah. I believe the game that he was refereeing today was actually at Fenway Park. How yeah, cool that's what he that? said. That's awesome, right? That's got to be great. I mean, that has to be cool. I mean, it, uh, I can't wait. Hopefully, he can give us a little tidbit about it when he gets on. I mean, he can legitimately tell people I was involved in a game on the field at Fenway Park. Fenway, that's fantastic. Not necessarily playing left field or shortstop, but hey, <laughs> yeah, he, he might have been running around where left field or shortstop would be, though. Hopefully, he dove at least into home or something <laughs> just to just to get a little dirty, right? I mean, I'm sure that sounds like something Paul would do. Maybe a couple beers in, maybe he uh, would do that. Well, I don't know. He asked the referee. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not so sure that'd be a great idea. After the game. After the game's over. <laughs> so uh, tonight we're going to be talking about, uh, obviously with Thanksgiving tomorrow as we film this live here on Thursday, uh, we thank everyone for watching. Please make sure you comment in the live chat. And if you're just finding out that we have a show right now, please tell your friends to gather around the proverbial uh, TV, iPad, tablet, whatever, phone uh, to watch us. Of course, because of Thanksgiving, uh, we had to change some things here, Pete. So we're going to be talking about the Friday late pick five sequence at Churchill. And we haven't talked about Churchill for a while, so it's good to go back there. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, they have two fantastic stakes. The big one with the venerable Rich Strike and the Clark, Pete. Yeah, I mean, that's – and this show always enjoys when, when Rich Strike runs. It gives us a little comedy, gives us a little discussion. By the way, if you hear any howling, my wife is out shopping right now, so my dog is upstairs howling. So I don't know if it's coming through, but she's – oh, here she is. She's coming to say hi and annoy annoy me and annoy everyone. But No, no annoying. We, gotta, can we, get, I, we see a tail wagging is always cheap. You know, we gotta, we gotta, oh, let's see if we can get her up here. She's getting heavy. She, oh, I hit her head. There she is. Hi, doggy. And what's her name? Her name is Guppy, and she is Guppy. I love it. Yeah, my, that was her name when we when we rescued her. So my son oh. was like, "I like that name," and it fit when she was about this big. But now she's she's overgrown. What kind of dog is this? She is a half beagle, half Rottweiler. Beautiful. Hi, Guppy. Now yeah. does that confuse her? She's been called a fish. She, well, you know, she'll eat it. That's why I mean, I don't think she okay. likes fish. So we'll, we'll go with that for now. All right. So very, very, there's very Guppy. Cute. Guppy makes her first live appearance, which is a special day. We definitely need a Jackson sighting soon. We, we miss Jackson. Yeah, he's not right. here today. Next time, uh, we'll, next time he's around, we'll pop him in too. Okay. So, Pete, here's what we're doing. Well, we're sort of flying by the seat of our pants because I we thought Paul might be here at the start, but he's not. No worries. Let's yeah. just go ahead and start, Pete, right into the handicapping. Uh, we do, do have Jim Miller, by the way, coming on um, at 545 Eastern time. So in approximately 35, 40 minutes, we'll be welcomed by Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse. Big weekend at Hawthorne, uh, Pete. There's a 
huge live money contests that are going to be going on to get seats into the NHC. Yours truly will be playing in those contests. So I'm very excited to uh, be involved with Hawthorne Racecourse. Of course, they're a proud sponsor for yeah. us as well. Uh, we have one more. Uh, we, we have a, a comment from Matt Miller who wants everyone to know that that special guest is not him. And that is correct. It is not him. It's so you should be able to maintain a genuine level of excitement with people knowing that this surprise is legit amazing. <laughs> uh, Matt, I agree with you. Matt knows who the surprise is. I think only Matt and myself and the person coming on, actually, the only three people that know the surprise is uh, Pete. And I'll give you a little bit of a hint, Pete. I'll, I'll get I'll just a, uh, this person is a TV personality. I'm not going to say it might that be really it may, narrows it down. Yeah. <laughs> might not be horse racing, but this person yeah. is a TV personality. We'll okay. just leave it at that. That's so, like one in a million. So, okay. Right. I got it. We're very excited to have this uh, person on. All right, Pete, let's get to the pick five. The pick five okay. we're talking about is the late pick five on Friday. Again, this is the late pick five on Friday. And for those of you that watch this now or later, this is a, our feature sequence of the power picks. So Pete will be sending his grid. Paul will be sending his grid. Again, this is our feature for the power picks. It's the Friday late pick five, which starts race eight. Uh, and I'm going to go ahead and bring up the Equibase right now. We see it right there. It starts in race eight, Pete, approximately 427 Eastern time. It starts with a 50 claimer, six furlongs, restricted for uh, three-year-old fillies. Um, on the dirt. And you see the field there. It's a pretty even field. It goes down to 10. The morning line favorite is the number two honey run for Hartman and Merle. And I'm going to go ahead and take some banners off here and put ours on. Pete, did you handicap this without the morning lines? Because I did. I did. But then I was, I was actually in the middle of, I think, the last race I was looking at. And the morning lines came up. So I saw them. So I, it was it was a more of a half and half this time than a full blown. Because what, what I wind up doing is I sort of go through and pick out the horses I think have a chance to win and then whittle it down. But I had the morning lines as I was whittling. So I, I cheated a little bit this time. Okay. I, I There is no whittling for me. I had no morning lines until uh, <laughs> I saw them today. Uh, and, of course, we are both going the same horse speed. We're going with the two here, um, Honey Run who I was a little surprised with this low in the morning line, 5-2. Let me go ahead and switch us, put us on the side here, Pete. 5-2 morning line on Honey Run. That's who you're going with to kick off the pick five. Yeah, and, and nothing too complicated. One one thing we talk about on here sometimes is, again, dirtied up forms a little bit. So this one has, so four back, you see sort of at this level, at the claiming 50,000, has a win, then hit the turf twice, had one good race on the turf, but then a 10th by nine, which again, it just doesn't look great. So when people look at the form quickly, then came back on the dirt again in sort of the same level and won again. So to me, I'm looking at it going the last two dirt races sort of in this company, then it's got two wins and that's both after, well, one's before the claim, but one's after the claim. So sort of held, held his, her form. Sorry, I almost said his held her form through the claim, which you like to see. So to me, that was just sort of the, uh, it, again, nothing too complicated. I did see too, that I had a Hartman Merle 
combination was 32% win, 66% in the money in dirt sprints at Churchill. So that combo is pretty good as well. So again, nothing overly complicated, but I, I think this one, at least on paper and as a closer comes off the pace and there looks to be a bunch of speed in here. So I was looking for a closer. That's exactly what I was going to yeah. mention. Great minds think alike or like minds think alike. <laughs> like minds. Uh, yeah, great idea stretch. <laughs> Owned by my good friend Marshall Graham, by the way, 10-strike racing. So off the claim, she's always capable. I've got her actually as a B, just in case the pace held together, as if we've never seen that before, uh, Pete. But the number one, Sue Ellen Michigan, has speed. Uh, Seinfeld reference, by the way. Nice Seinfeld reference. That's a Seinfeld reference for any Seinfeld fans out there. Um, St. Eros Girl, the five, definitely has some early speed, 106 time form. Solid tune, probably be closing. Strong silent, who knows what's what to make of this Roman's horse off the layoff. Three to one, by the way, in the morning line. Yeah. So I thought, you know, can't be touched, has to go, right? And that's the only way that yeah. that that she knows. So I was looking for a closer also. Pete, I don't like putting a horse on top that just won by six because the horse is automatically going to be over bet yeah. in that situation. But the distance suits, these keen ices probably are better, you know, as they get older. So I'm going with this horse on top. I do have the five in second St. Eros girl. I just sort of like this horse from a, and from the standpoint that others are more proven. Maybe this one's just getting better. Um, this was her first start in two months and she ran a big number. Maybe she can sit off the speed and run big again. Um, that was my thought with St. Arrow's girl in second. And I actually I, almost, I almost had that one, by the way. So I'm with you on the five. Okay. That was like probably like my fourth choice if I went down one more. So I'm with you. And I see Paul actually has that yes. voice as well. Who there's Paul in the behind the scenes there. I see Paul. Yeah, we'll bring, oh, I like his hat. We'll bring him on in a second when I'm done here. Yeah. He, he can wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of the eight here, Pete? Because strong silence off. Now, I know Romans is pretty good off of layoffs. This is over a year layoff. Dropping into 50, that was my main red flag. If this horse is really that good, why would they drop in for 50? That's a big red flag to me, even though I admit the horse can win. And I'll use her defensively. Yeah, I agree. The, that always scares you a little bit. But on talent alone, maybe this one is just better than these. But again, I, it's not one I would put on top only because it's sort of questionable. And then again, a three to one or I mean, it wouldn't shock me if they bet this horse is the favorite. And by the time post time comes. So I, I didn't know what to do with this one. I wound up putting, putting her in third, just for, again, if she comes back in any sort of form that she was in last year, then she's right there with the rest of them. So it, yeah, it's, a, that, it's they, a tough call. Now, I mean, this is West Point. They've got plenty of good horses. I heard they used to own a pretty, well, I guess they still partially own a pretty yeah. good horse that just retired, but if this horse is that good or had upside, why would they just dump her in for 50? No, I agree. It's questionable. It's questionable. But so Although I, the purse is big, though, Pete. So that that's the tricky thing with Kentucky, right? The purse is uh, – what's the purse here? Is Oh, it's actually only 68K. Okay, that's actually small for for Churchill. Anyway, I don't know what to do with the eight. Uh, no, but no. we both like the two. Correct? Yes, yeah. we both like okay. the two on top at least. Speaking of people to like, how about that for a transition? Let's bring in another person that everyone – forget like – absolutely loves the one and only from the Saratoga special, Mr. Paul Halloran. Paul, how you doing? Paul muted for old time's sake. Paul, you're on mute for old time's sake. I mean, there we go. Uh, You can not be tardy, Professor Roberts. Thank you for hustling back. How was the foot? Who won? 
Uh, St. Mary's Lynn, they got a really good team. Uh, they're going to the division, whatever, five or six state championship game at Gillette Stadium. How about the, the kids on St. Mary's Lynn playing at Fenway Park today? And a week from Saturday, they finished their season at Gillette Stadium where the Patriots play. Not those bad. Are good, those are some good memories for them, right? Yeah, no kidding, huh? Uh, Paul, how was the refereeing in the game? I heard it was a little shaky. I don't comment on refereeing, Howard. You know that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I, 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 I don't know enough. About, I know a lot about basketball refereeing. I, I don't want to start talking about other sports. I'm sure the so. announcing end was absolutely spectacular, as usual. And was your, was your, uh, was your color commentator there? No, I actually didn't have to do today. Today I do PR for the school, St. Mary's. That's uh, oh, okay. one of my job. Oh, so I was there as a fan. I was there to. Uh, I got to write a magazine story about the game, so I was just grab, grabbing some quotes. I don't have enough jobs. Though. Man, I mean, it's seriously. We were just we were just listing them off before you joined a little yeah. earlier. We we got tired just talking about all the crap you're covering. Do. A game tomorrow morning for the newspaper that I used to work <laughs> for many years ago. So wow. Well, Paul, real quick, you're going with uh, with all the Seinfeld fans here in in yeah. the opening leg of the pick five. I'll bring the, I'll bring it back here with Sue Allen, Michigan. Um, are you concerned about other speed in the race? Obviously not. Yeah, I, I am. I mean, I, you know, I mean, I, I thought it's the one of the two, to be honest with you. And, and, and you'll see on my pick five, I, I think you can get by with those two. And, you know, I'm going to default to the New York bread, of course. But, um, you know, I, I like the fact that this horse has a win at the distance, although the one is, uh, oh, no, I was thinking seven for ignore that. Um, okay. You know, Sh- uh, Shira is a high percentage guy. Uh, as is Georgia Breu, uh, ironically, but it's it just kind of interesting that uh, you know th- this horse ran in the spinaway in in her second career start, which was yeah. ob- obviously a reach, right? And it didn't work out well, and uh, now she gets claimed for twenty. You know, I like the fact Howard that they claimed her for twenty and they they got her in for fifty. You know, that shows a little confidence that. Uh, you know, if they're going to lose her, they're going to get their money back and then some. So I, I honestly, I, I see you guys both took the two. I, I thought it's one of those two. Yeah, it, it definitely looks that way. And uh, 10 strike racing, Marshall Graham, the new ownership, yep. they're sharp guys, Paul. So they must think that this horse has got some upside. Sue in Michigan by Mohamen, by the way, a very underrated horse, uh, in my opinion. Uh, let's go on to the next race, guys. Uh, and by the way, Paul, as you uh, you weren't here when we talked about Jim Miller is coming on about 545. So we're going to go through a little bit quicker through these races. Good. We're going to make it an hour show uh, today, let people get on with their various amounts of drinking that I'm sure will be partaking here on Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, the next race, race nine, the second leg of the pick five. Again, this is Friday's pick five. This is the Mrs. Revere Stakes. It's a grade two. It's on turf, and the weather has been actually fantastic in the Midwest the last few days. Mother Nature has no idea, guys, what she wants to do. Today, here in Chicago, and obviously nice in Kentucky also, it was 50 and sunny here in uh, in Chicago. Uh, and I heard they might get a little bit of rain in the morning Friday. There's a chance of that. But I would be very surprised if this race is not on turf. It looks like the turf course, by the way, has looked better. I don't know if you guys have been betting Churchill. It's starting to look a little bit better, and they've been running on it. So let's just hope that it will be on turf. It's $300,000. Restricted for three old fillies and a mile in the 16th. There's one – I guess there's – well, there's two horses that are are pretty low in their odds. But I think there's one horse that is sort of the name horse. That's the number six California Angel 
for George Leonard and Tyler G, which is a pretty cool horse and a cool story. But let me go ahead and switch over to our picks here. Uh, Paul, you're going with number four, Bubble Rock, who I only have in third, and Pete does not have anywhere in his top three. Convince us why Bubble Rock will win for Cox and Rosario. Well, I think that, you know, pace-wise, I and I did not do a tremendously deep dive into the speed figures, but and it's one of the reasons why I left California Range a lot. I think it's going to be over bet, but I just think the six, uh, the six, uh, the four is going to get a much uh, a better pace scenario uh, in this race. Uh, you know, she is going to have to step up from those eighties, but she's she's got eighty fives and eighty fours, and you know, it's got. Um, you know, as long as Rosario doesn't do what Rosario sometimes, you know, if he's on a speed horse, usually you're okay. If he's, he's on a closer, you're going to wait for a month. I, I don't know. I just think race flow uh, could favor the four this time around. And, and that was my basis for putting her on top. Paul, as you talk a little more about the four, I'm going to show the last race. The California Angel was in against Bubble Rock. Yeah. And Lady Pucci was also in this race who I think is interesting and, and on Friday personally. Um, so you want to take a look at the one, seven and eight. I'm going to fast forward to the late here. My concern with bubble rock Pauls, I thought she's pretty loose here. I mean, you see the pace is not yeah. that low and yeah. um, she, she still couldn't hold on. However, she does look loose. So this is a, a tricky situation. The number one you see on the inside there in the teal is California angel who really gets a very fine trip and runs on well, but doesn't get there. And then Lady Pucci is the seven. Go ahead if you want to talk it through here or your concern. Yeah, and, and, and as I recall, Howard, I think we were on Sparkle Blue, the winner of this race, we if I'm not, we not mistaken. And I, unfortunately, did not have California Angel in second, I don't think. I thought, Cal honestly, I thought California Angel ran well here because, as you said, it wasn't, it wasn't a ridiculously fast pace. And, you know, she comes running. One thing about this horse is – she she does come running, as you're going to see here. Um, to your point, Howard, I think they're better off with uh, Bubble Rock with just going. You, you know, you mentioned she was kind of loose, but not. I would just send this horse and try to open up. Uh, and and I know you know Pete. We talk about this a lot on turf. You know, yeah. it drives us nuts when they have a speed horse, <laughs> and you know. They go the lead, but, you know, they, they're so concerned with trying to keep something in the tank. You know, sometimes you just open up and, you know, maybe there's not enough time to come get you, right? So, you know, I, that's my thinking with this horse. I, I just think – I don't think this race is going to be any faster than the last one and I think has the potential maybe even to be a touch slower. We both have Lady Pucci in second. Paul, I don't I, – I guess I understand the 8-1 to one. I have no desire to bet Bubble Rock at a low price. And frankly, I feel the same for California Angel, Paul and Pete, because there's not a lot of pace. I'm sure California Angel is going to run on, Paul. I have, and, and she's a nice horse. It's not knocking the horse. Just the pace situation just doesn't favor her. And you got a horse like Lady Pucci, who's running numbers pretty much just as good, uh, was only coming back in two weeks that last time, which to me is a negative in the race that we just watched. Um, I think she's gonna has a big chance of an inside post at a bigger price. Yeah, but if you look at the last race, I mean, you know, California Angel was behind her, and so they were both yeah. closing into what you would say is a a tepid pace. And you know, California Angel came running a lot 
stronger than than this this girl, didn't she? She did, but I think the two weeks, at least that's what I'm thinking. That yeah, that could be. Yeah, that, coming, that was such fair. a bad race that she's coming back in two weeks. Now she's off a month again. These are three old fillies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Lady that's Pucci fair. That, no, as, how that, I, I, and trip wise, that's I think my, you're right. That's I mean, my angle. At least. The potential yeah. is there for the trip. You know, now Leperu seems to have, you know, snapped out of it since they went to oh. Churchill uh, after a, a slump of. Yeah, well, he was on ice uh, prior to, <laughs> to, to this. So, uh, so yeah, you know, again, I, I think uh, I, it's all going to depend on uh, the race flow and, and the pace. You know, not necessarily who's on the lead, but is she alone and in what type of fractions. And uh, yeah. But I, I will say, as I say, this – and it is – you said it, Howard, George Leonard. I, I, did, I did have this horse uh, – California Angel when she won the Jessamine at 17 to one in October of last year. So she owes me nothing. And uh, how about a $5,500 purchase, Howard, who's earned 362. Wow, it's so <laughs> For those cool. of us, those of us neophyte horse owners, Howard, would like to turn that around. <laughs> <wouldn't we? laughs> nah, it's, it's, I, I mean, it's a cool story. I like the horse. I just don't like the spot for her. Uh, Pete, you're not worried. I'm assuming you hope that there's some pace or at least that, you know, California angels, not as far back, you know, she's going to make a run. I mean, there's no question about that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, real quick on lady Pucci, before we move to the, to the California angel, the one thing, if, if anyone cares about it, that last race, which was the only clunker she sort of had in a while was also off LASIK. So it was off two weeks, but it was also off LASIKs. And so is this race again, that doesn't usually sway me, but in case someone missed it, I wanted to make sure we at least mentioned it so we yeah. don't forget. Um, Any yeah. Here, Pete? No, yeah. Yeah. And then on California angel. Yeah. I mean, this one, Anytime you're relying on a deep closer, you know, you, you sort of need everything to work out in your favor. So this one isn't, again, I don't like the price. The price is a little lower. I had this horse picked before I saw the morning line figured to be favorite, but this is a little lower than I hoped. But I just think this is a good horse that if there is any sort of pace up front and again, bubble rock, I thought bubble rock might be a little better cutting back. So I think bubble rock could be vulnerable just routing in general. So if California angel can get a little bit closer, I like Gaff Leon a little bit better. So I think maybe Gaff Leon could work out a bit, maybe a better trip yeah. than this horse has been getting. Just don't want to be too far back. Just be within somewhat in striking distance and see if we can get home. I mean, she's the best horse in the race. I just don't know if it's going to work out. Also the rails are way out right now, which generally speaking helps speed. So maybe there's an angle for Bubble Rock fans there. Um, I'm going with the seven, guys. I just – I don't love Bubble Rock. I'm concerned about the distance. California Angel, I don't know if the if the pace is going to work out. Um, I think the big favorites, there's big question marks. Lovely Princess, I'm not going to show the replay, guys. But, Pete, I know you obviously agree. Is a fresh face who's getting better for McPeak. Again, she's more of a grindy type, Pete. I'm a little bit concerned she might be further back. But she showed enough speed last time where I think she can't be that far back. She's turning back. This is sort of the price horse that I'm interested. Pete, obviously you agree. Yeah, at the price. I mean, I think it's definitely worth a shot. And that I know you said you're not showing replays, but three back, that horse was, the, you know, so if you look at the last two on the turf, the last one was a win. And three back, the horse was just sort of boxed in and never got loose until yeah. until late. So that race is probably better than it even looks on paper. And I, I agree with you at eight to one. I think this one is improving. You see, at least from a 
from a turf standpoint, the buyers have gotten better every race. So now we're in the eighties. If we can take a little bit more of a step forward, if you're maybe in like the mid eighties and up, then you're right in the mix with the, with the better horses here. So at that price, why not? But again, yeah, yeah, again, another one, you just don't want too far back. If bubble rock sort of gets loose on a slow pace. I'm using Bubble Rock very defensively. I'm using California Angel as a B as in boy, guys. I think California Angel is just a better horse than Bubble Rock. That being said, and, and I agree with you, Paul. I think if Bubble Rock needs to be written aggressively, like if you if you want Bubble Rock to win, I think she needs to go, you know, like 23-247, like try to run mm-hmm. them off their feet and just hope that the turf, you know, some horse don't like the turf or whatever. We'll, we'll see. Uh, let's go to – let, let's go ahead to race 10 guys race race 10 um is an allowance race it's seven furlongs this is a real nice allowance race i thought uh, and n2x it's a big field it's hundred twenty seven thousand dollar purse you see the field here i'm scrolling down more line favors number eight call me fast for um michael pewich and Declan Cannon, three to one morning line, which frankly I think is a little bit low. Uh, Pete, you're going to go with the number 10 in this spot. Milliken for Wilkes and the aforementioned La Peru coming off a layoff. And I think recently gelded, if I recall. Yeah, first time gelding. So that's usually, I always like that angle. You never know how the horse is going to react to that. So that could be could be something. Uh, the one thing I, I saw with this one, if you look at those last four races, this horse was under even money, four races in a row. Now it was chewing up money. Also, if you were betting on the horse, it was killing you. But I mean, the fact that it was just taking money and it was against good horses. I mean, injunction, we're going to see reinvestment risk you see there dream shake these are all sort of stakes level you yeah. know, stakes level horses it's got the loss to olympiad by only a half a length and that was you know it's not like olympiad wasn't in good form at that point that was olympiad was a good horse then and then i had um wilkes and leperu the combination was so it's picking up leperu again who ran a nice second with three back 32% win, 57% in the money in allowance dirt sprints at Churchill. So again, it's sort of a very specific stat, but at least it shows that the, the move to Leperu, like you said, has been red hot. This combination has worked together well. This horse, the gelding, we'll see how the layoff comes about. But I think this one is just run against some pretty good horses and you're getting it at six to one. So I'll take a shot with that. This was a race ride. I was all over sort of price horses in this one. So this was just one of them. This is the class of the field, P. I mean, if this horse comes back well, I mean, he could win this by three or four. Wouldn't shock me at all. Obviously, the layoff of concern. Paul, how do you feel about gelding a horse like this who has shown talent? If he was gelded without the layoff, I would really like him. The fact that there's this big layoff with the gelding is a little bit of concern for me, Paul. Yeah, it, it's, you know, you, you, this it's just got to be a case of the horse's – must be a bad actor, you know, either in around the barn or in the mornings. Cause you know, you look at the, the running lines and you, you know, you don't, and I haven't watched the replays, but you don't really see any indication that the, the horse is overly rank or, you know, yeah. but you, you got to think it, the horse is a bad. And frankly, you know, Pete, you brought it up, you know, for, for this horse to go off odds on four times a row, by the way, that's, you know, good luck to the people. I mean, I agree. This horse absolutely could win. But if you were betting this horse down to four to five in those $100,000 allowance races, you need more than turkey tomorrow. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. 
against, well, as you point out, Pete, not against uh, chopped liver fields either. No, right? I, that's what that's what surprised me. When you look at the field, you're like, man, they were betting this horse is the favorite. I don't know yeah, what. And, was, I, and I wonder what's going on. You know, I wonder if this is Wilkes just you know trying out the ultimate equipment change because you know the horse is bet like crazy for it. You know, it doesn't run terribly, but just can't seal the deal. You know, one is maiden by eight. You know, and and was bet down to five to two against Olympia. So yeah, I, I just wonder if it's Wilkes just figuring. You know what? Uh, Lasix isn't working uh, necessarily, so let's try this. So, uh, I, while I think the horse can win, I, I don't, you know, I don't love that move to be honest. I, I think it smacks more of kind of the trainer just throwing his hands up, saying, you know, all right, let's try something else. One other quick thing on on that one, real quick, was there's a lot of blue fractions, blue time form fractions on that page, and there should be a little bit more speed in this one. This one likes to that ten likes to come off the pace yep. a little bit, so maybe we with a hotter right. pace too, there'd be something to chase into. But again, I, I'm I was a little spread in this one anyway, so it's not like I was like all in on on this horse on top. It was sort of a spread race for me to begin with. Paul, I will I'm say, Pete. Howard, if this horse can run the reinvestment risk race from Gulfstream yeah. back in February, he'll uh, he'll win this race by five. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, I have a pretty strong opinion in this race. Um, you and I agree. I really like Gulfstream way. Tell us why you like the one. I, I think this is the classic case of, you know, Brad Cox moves, takes a, a good horse and moves them up to be even a better horse and nothing against Chris Hartman and nothing against James Baker. But I think it's the type of horse, Howard, where after the race, you say, wow, Cox really moved that horse up. And, and how high, how high, how high does he have to move him up with those numbers that he's been running? So um, that that's my point. Now I, did I hear Giroux was banged up and didn't ride at Zia Tuesday and, Maybe uh, I'm not sure what his status is now, but I thought I read something on Twitter that Ricardo Santana picked up two mounts at Zia Tuesday that Giroux was supposed to have. I, I'm not obviously focused enough, but uh, that that was my thinking, Howard. I think it's a good horse. The other trainers having done nothing wrong, but to me, it it just smacks of the type of horse that Brad Cox takes and moves up and puts right in the winner's circle. Um, I I love the rail. The horses run on the inside. He's got tactical speed. I, I agree with everything you said. The last thing I'll mention this race, guys, Kapuna is going to be one of my price plays the entire sequence. In fact, Kapuna just might be on the power play picks, guys. This number three um, was running against very good competition, was, you know, as it early as or late as a late two-year-old, early three-year-old was running, you know, high 70s, low 80s. Only he lost a cyber knife uh, in February, only by three lengths. This horse is off a layoff, but this layoff doesn't bother me, guys. This feels like Calhoun just wanted this horse to mature and get better. He's been working fantastically. I could see this horse exploding, guys, up into a 90s at a price. I really am interested in Kapuna here. Uh, Pete, final thoughts on this uh, Ray Gutierrez ridden horse. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's why I had this one in yeah. second. There were some good the stats on the, on the calhoun Lou combination as well um, yeah. in route to sprint races. So there was just some good, there was some good stuff there. By the way, real quick on the one, the, the rail was 0 for 14 so far at this configuration. I heard the rail has not been good. I haven't been watching. Yeah, so I mean, I just on. happened to look. I was just checking because I, I was looking at that horse too and thought it could be the speed. And I'm not saying that should scare you off, but it was just, a, again. Yeah, I heard the rail has not been good. Um 
I don't know. If it rains, I could change. You know, we'll, and all we'll it see. takes is one to get to one to fifteen, and it doesn't matter. And then it won't matter anymore anyway. Yeah, uh, guys, let's go to the Clark. Uh, the Clark is race eleven. Uh, this is the fourth leg. It's a great one. It's always a fantastic race. I'm not sure this year it's the best rendition for for many reasons. Really, um, it's it'll be at about post time, about six o'clock. Eastern Standard Time. It's three quarters of a million dollars. It is a grade one. It's a mile and eighth. And of course, there's one big name here for sure, and that is the Derby winner, number four, Rich Strike, for, of course, the connections of Reed and Leon stays on. And Pete, you are showing your faith in Rich Strike, who frankly has the best figs in this race and has faced the best horses. Yeah, and it, on paper, there looks to be speed as well. So loves, I mean, the, again, this was, I, at first I was actually spreading a little bit in this race, but it wound up being all the low choices. So, because again, it's hard to depend on a deep closer. So you never want to fully depend on a deep closer unless they're just a great horse. And it's not like Rich Strike is a great horse, but does really Whoa. like church. Whoa. I know, I know, I know. So surprising. He won the damn everyone. derby. Wait a minute. So surprising. He's run pretty well yeah. since. I, we all have yeah. to admit that. You can say no, no, I'm not. saying I'm not. That wasn't a knock. That's just saying no. from a, if you're going to be a great close, if you're going to be a closer <laughs> that comes from deep, you have to be great to to yeah. be completely relied upon. So, I, I mean, I think he's probably his best race is probably the best in this field potentially. So, and I do think there's enough speed in here with the you know West Will Power trademark injunction last samurai all four of them you know have shown some speed in the past so if it does heat up and it's not that big of a field so Rich Strike maybe doesn't lose touch and maybe you get more of the race against Hot Rod Charlie two back where the horse is a little bit closer as opposed to some of the other races where he's just sort of taken way back and puts himself out of it so that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for by the way before we move on. Trish is commenting and Trish had a birthday this week. So happy birthday, yes, happy Trish. Birthday, we all Trish. saw it on Twitter. Happy, so happy birthday, birthday. Trish. But that's yeah, it for uh, me on the Rich Strike side. Uh, Paul is once again showing his complete and utter <laughs> hatred and despising of not only Rich Strike, but of course of Flightline and their that connections. Is not true. The, the, that is the not vitriol true. continues even, <laughs> even on Thanksgiving Eve, as Paul does not have the beloved Rich Strike anywhere in his top three. Let's He's let, going with West Willpower on the outside. Wait, we should let Paul answer the answer Trish's question here. This no, is right I, up his alley. I can't, I, I can't even. Oh, I, I just I can't even <laughs> Look, for anyone, for anyone listening on the audio version, sorry, Paul. For anyone listening on the audio version, she asked if Rich Strike wins is is uh, uh, he going to be three year old of the year? So go ahead, Paul. I mean, that's you know, I don't, I don't know what to say about that horse. You know, first of all, and you know, he can't control this, but this is a Grade One race in name only. And Kyle joined the show. They keep putting fields like this together. It'll be a Grade Two. Um, it has absolutely run credibly. I'll be honest with you, and we've talked about this many times, and I think I put it in our text thread this week. First thing they said after the Classic, what did they say? We're done for the year, correct? Yep. Yep. Now, where is he? He's in the clock. 
Oh, he likes Churchill. He's training well. I, I don't know if you guys heard. He's training well. <laughs> and and uh, Pete's dog Guppy loves Rich Strike. You hear that, right? She's just she's ready. Oh, she is. She, she loves is ready. She loves. Paul, it. she's about to jump through the screen and bark at you for not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Either Strike. that or she hates Paul. Three. She either likes Rich Strike I, or hates Paul. I'm not sure. Oh, I one. would not blame her for either. <laughs> um, but you know, I don't like. I'm not a big fan of the change in plans, and I always qualify it with you know. Uh, these trainers know their horses, but you know we talked about it with Gufo Howard. You know when the the plan was set for Gufo, uh, we talked about it with uh, uh, who was the other horse they were going to run in the yeah Gufo was going to run in the Joe Hurst. Yeah, they made that detour to Kentucky Downs and uh, has not d- didn't run well particularly in any of them. Um, you know you mentioned Howard Leone staying on. I look at the Derby ride was a Hall of Fame ride, but you know with the guys in that room. Uh, I'm just seeing, I'm just taking a quick, you know, Tyler is in the race, but Hey, look, he can beat me. I'll clap. I don't think he's a bad horse. I think if anyone wants him in the conversation of the three-year-old of the year, they should be institutionalized before they take up someone else's Turkey tomorrow. (laughs) Wow. Um, Sorry guys. I'm, I'm contacting Jim Miller here as we're speaking. Um, uh, Oh, Pete just stepped out. Paul, why don't you talk about my top choice while I take care of something real quick here? Seven? Um, you on the seven, Howard? Or you on the one? No, I'm on proxy. Um, I think proxy. I like proxy. Yeah, I, do, um, I agree. Yeah, I think he certainly fits Paul, and I agree. He's fresh, which I don't know if it's going to work out, but I think it might at this time of year. And I just have questions about West Willpower and Rich Strike, which I'll talk about after you um, go ahead and talk about proxy, please. I, I think Howard Proxy has the potential to get a better trip, but Rosario, again, Rosario, he, he, you know, he's, I don't think he wins this race from 11 back. Like he had him 11 back in the foster, you know, taking on horses like Olympiad and American revolution. Now this field is certainly not that strong, but from the rail, you know, in a race that is far from loaded with speed, which is why I went with the seven. Cause I honestly think the seven has a very good chance to go gate to wire. Oh, no Pro- chance. You don't like the Zero seven. chance. Wow, that's mean. Where isn't what's injunction doing? Gonna let the seven go? That is mean, Howard. Oh, listen, I'm bringing it. Come think, on, Paul. I don't. I don't think injunctions as fast as the seven. Really? Maybe he is. All right, so he sits off and where's the rest according, of the? Now I just, I, I, you know, I'm just giving you a little crap here. But oh, according to it. the early time form, Westwell Power is 105. Injunctions one fifteen. If you believe right, me, correct. So maybe he sits numbers. off him. But my point is, in general, which is why I think it doesn't set up particularly well for sure. uh, Rich Strike, is uh, it isn't that fast a race. Which is why, back to your pick, Howard, I think Proxy needs to be put in this race, and I think there's every opportunity for him to be. And I think if you are betting him, you you also want him to be put into the race. I'm not talking about on the lead, but also not last. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, he's not. He's it, not going to outkick Rich Strike. Obviously, is what we're. I agree with you there. Yeah. So but think, don't you think, think he has the potential to get back. a real? Don't you think he has the potential to get a really good trip? Who's that? Oh, great trip. Horse. But, I think he's going to be mid pack. I think he's going to be mid pack. Um, I don't if, know if where Rosario does it. You know, Joel as great as he is, sometimes he rides the same race regardless of the horse and regardless of the circumstance. And that's how this horse was ridden last time. This horse had no chance to win the way he was ridden last time. 
Yeah. Now, I, I I agree. If he's mid-pack and tactical, uh, by the way, I, I think you just saw on the screen that the 2021 BCBC champion likes the seven in this race, Howard. I don't – who's who the hell's that? I don't – Matt Miller. Matt Miller, okay. That's my guy, Matt Whatever. Miller. He also who, liked one-timer at uh, Kentucky. Oh, whoops. If you keep <laughs> it up, Howard, when Matt Miller comes to Saratoga on Whitney weekend next year, which is already a done deal, you might not be on the dance card if you keep – You know, I'll be, I'll be on the grill being barbecued. I'll be food. That's, that's what Doc, I'll be. No, we'll but, be under the – Honestly, legendary. What? we got to get Pete up there as well. Yeah, Al, for sure. Last thing, guys, before we go on to the last race, then we're going to bring Jim Miller on. My concern with West Willpower, Pete, and let me bring up the PPs. I think this is this has to be pointed out for people that are serious handicappers that um, like using Time Form US like I do. This horse ran two big races, but Pete, glacial fractions, there's no way that is happening uh, on Friday with injunction. And I just don't see West Willpower being nearly as good chasing after fast speed going this distance. Now, maybe he's just that good now and I'm wrong, but he's going to have to prove it to me at a low price. Yeah, it was, it was, a, it's a tough call because you guys mentioned this. I don't remember if it was the first race of the sequence or whatever, when you had the claim and Cox picked up the horse and you said you sort of get that bump after that. This horse almost looks like he's starting to get that as well, but, and it, it ran against Injunction and Last Samurai, two of the other you know, potential speed horses in this race. And this one wound up coming off the pace. Then last time against Last Samurai, this one was on the lead. Yeah, I don't think. But again, how many times have we said, oh, I don't think this horse is going to get up and get an easy lead. And then they do. The other horses don't go. And then you're sitting there watching this one run around the track. So again, we always think we can predict the pace and that's what we have to do. But how Not as times? much in a grade one for three quarters of a million, though. I think we'd all agree with that. No, I'll I would be, hope so. Oh, I'd, I'd be happy so. to bet you any reasonable amount of money or a side wager that West Will Power will not have the lead on the first turn. Well, he wager? could sit off. He could sit off. Uh, okay. I, I yeah, just you wanna, could. I just want to show you this. by the way? No, not at all. Says Matt Miller knows best. <laughs> I like it. Saez is aggressive though too, so Saez could be. You know the uh, change to Saez could be. That's a fact, well. Pete. That's, yeah. Pete. That's a fact. That's a good point, guys. We're gonna really brush through the last yep. race very quickly. I got to be honest; it's not the best race Ugh. I've ever seen here. First of all, the seven and a half furlong. Since when do they write these for seven and a half? That was weird. But anyway, these are for maiden fillies, three-year-olds and up. Um, the purse is still one hundred twenty thousand, which is amazing. More line favorite the number seven, Shady Road for. Uh, Arnold and Garcia. We're just going to guys like literally 30 seconds here. I'm going to seven. Pete, do you agree with me? Yeah, I hated this race. I have no confidence in this horse or this pick, but you have to pick somebody. And I thought if this one can repeat or actually most likely hopefully improve on that last race, cutting back just a touch where it actually ran, ran sort of what you want, a nice winning race, then I think if this one does that one more time, it's got a good shot. Uh, Rusty Arnold has a 23% win in maiden special weight dirt sprints at Churchill. So it's, you know, it's in his wheelhouse a little bit. So I, this is one I like on top, but again, don't have the most confidence, even though when we get to our pick fives, I actually singled this horse just for the sake of expenses. So, um, we're going to go there and it's out of a curling. So, you know, you figure Paul should have liked this one a little bit, even though he tossed him. Yeah. I'm afraid I had a typo, Howard, and it was me, not you. My pick should have been five three two, not four three two. I like. I, I was sort of wondering, like the 
That, yeah, I don't I like. I don't like the four at all. I just, I just. Had okay. A, well, you don't like those over twenty one maidens. I was Paul? sending you, like you those. The the, I was sending you <laughs> no the worries. in the car from the on the way home. From That's fine. Park. I just. I was not driving. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Paul, I just switched it. I like the five also. Uh, this horse is by Will Take Charge out of a big brown. Uh, Mayor, big awakening, and there is one sibling, and that's Take Charge Row, who I know was a turf horse, but still won 205,000. AK Safari won 84,000. This is just a bad field, Paul. And if someone's going to step up uh, as a fresh face, I think it could be the stall trained horse ridden by Hernandez. I mean, why not? This is just a, a field of, of bad maidens with not a lot of early speed. Who the hell knows? Yeah, I, I. Wanted no part, Howard, of the horses who have run. I so agree. I said, for my top pick, it's going to be one of the first time starters. I, I don't, Wilkes typically is, as you can see, 4% out of 92 races. He typically doesn't have them cranked up first time. So I was taking one of the first time starters on top in this race, and I ended up with the five. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to go four deep in the caveman when we put up the picks, but I wanted. I wanted one of the two fresh faces, and I liked the five better than the three. It was that simple for me. Let's put up our picks uh, quickly here, Paul. Just We'll go with Paul's ticket first. By the way, Jim Miller waiting backstage. He is ready for Thanksgiving. That's all I'm going to say. I cannot is. wait to bring on Jim Miller. Uh, Paul's pick five is 1-2 with 4-10, with 1-5, with 1-5-7, with 2-3-5-7. You are tossing Rich Strike out of your $48 pick five. Yeah, well, the pick five, Howard, you bet horses that are going to win the race. <laughs> Wait you use horses who are going to win. I, I think, that, I I think that's this. the way it works. I, I got to write right? this down. Now, pick, if, put horses that are going to win. If we were going to play okay. the place pick all from Delmar, Ooh. perhaps, then, hey, look, he can beat me. Am I going to lose any sleep uh, if he beats me <laughs> at nine to five? I, I don't think he's going to win no. the race, but he can beat me. I'll, I'll clap for him. I got nothing to get Richie. No, I know. Actually, you know what, Paul? I would not be shocked if he's like seven to five or some silly number. I, I just say silly. I mean, he is the best horse. He's right. I, I bet yeah. he's, I bet he's odds on. I, I really yeah, have. So, I mean, I, I don't want him at um, seven to five. That's all. So yeah, I spread out at the end. I went four deep in that race. I went three deep. To, uh, I, yeah. I, I, I do need three horses to beat Richie. Um, uh, but, uh, no, they are, they all, every one of those horses, well, I don't think the five is a chance in hell, but that's okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> if Proxy wins that, or if, um, if um, Folsom wins that race, I I don't know what to say. Uh, but listen, I like the fact that you're putting a price in there. Pete, you've got one, two, eight with two, six, seven, nine, with two, three, five, ten, with three, four. Interesting, using injunction maybe to wire the field, and then you got the closer. I like that one, two kind of angle there. And singling the seven on the end with a race that we really don't have much of a clue on. So just going with the moto, moto horse there. Yeah. When I was going through, I was sort of deep in all the legs and I was figuring out which ones I should chop. And then I figured, okay, if rich strike wins, if I'm playing with rich strike, then I don't necessarily want to go too deep. If I'd rather do what Paul did and leave him off the ticket, if I was going to go a little deeper, but I did go with injunctions. I think injunction has a little bit of versatility. So if, if, um, if the, if some horse, if the seven clears or some one of the other horses clears, Injunction could sit off and still win and get yeah. the jump. And then in the last race, like yeah, if we were doing an ABC ticket, I don't even know how many horses I would have in this one. But I went with the seven just because just the chalk. And again, I didn't I didn't have a second horse that I liked that much. I sort of had a bunch, so figured on the okay. top instead of loading it up, let's keep it simple. 
Guys, real quick, I'm going one, two, five, eight with three, four, six, seven, with one, three, ten, with one, with five, seven. I'm going to take a stand with the proxy. It's not that this horse like lays over the field, obviously, but I'm a little against Rich Strike coming back this quickly. I'm definitely against West Willpower. And if it's not one of those two, who the hell is it going to be? I guess in Junction Kauai, the field, I don't think so. So I'm going with the fresh face. They've been pointing to the spot. I like Michael Stidham a lot. And I think this is a, you know, a good single to have in a sequence because if he wins at three to one or somewhere and it's going to be a separator, I'm using the five on the end there, Paul. I agree. That's the one first time starter uh, that could win guys. Let's go ahead and bring on, we'll, we'll keep you guys on just for 30 seconds here. I want to bring on Jim Miller from Hawthorne Racecourse to quickly talk about uh, this, uh, the, the big race, the Clark. And then we'll discuss with some other things. Let's bring on, from Chicago, the very festive-looking Jim Miller. Jim, how you doing Gentlemen. today? You fe- Jim, are you feeling okay? It's the, it's that time of year, guys. You got to celebrate a little bit. I ran a turkey trot 5K wearing this in the past. So wow, one of those, and I'm a tall man. I'm six seven. So when you're six seven and you have this on your head, you stick out a little bit. But for those that were there to watch, they definitely knew where to find me the entire run. So that was a good thing. Jim, I love the guts. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for uh, joining us on the Thanksgiving Eve. Really quick while we have Pete and Paul, and what are your thoughts? I'm just going to bring it up again here. Yeah. What are your thoughts of the Clark? How do you feel about Rich Strike coming back in a few weeks, Jim? He is the best horse on paper, but boy, is this a horse you really want to bet at like seven to five? No, no, not at all. I mean, I was actually with Pete in here. I like the fact that he used injunction in this spot, just kind of looking at the race pace. There's not a ton of speed, which works against a horse like Rich Strike, who probably is going to need some pace to race. Injunction has already defeated West Will Power. You have riders kind of jumping all over the place, too. Rosario rides West Will Power and wins. Well, he's on Proxy, who we finished third aboard last time. Saez hops on West Will Power. Giroux's over on Folsom. So, so much of that just jockeys jumping around was one of the things that scared me a little bit. But Injunction, too, the other thing that kind of stood out to me, guys, Look at these races where the horse has raced without Lasix. The races have been very good. Some of these horses, Lasix is a crutch. Some of these horses maybe back off a couple of points. Injunction has run just fine without Lasix, especially the last couple of starts. Can a 98 buyer beat this figure? Maybe, maybe not. But can a 98 buyer in a race where nobody's really pushing you along, aside from maybe Westwell Power, who doesn't probably want to duke it out on the front end win? Maybe. So that's the reason that I thought Injunction provided a little bit of value in here. And I'm wearing a turkey on my head. I think a 98 wins this race. I don't. I don't think anyone's going to run a 100 here. I just. I don't. I don't see it. Uh, Jim, you and I are going to talk about the uh, contest uh, coming up this weekend. And uh, Trish, I wonder maybe Trish is playing. Uh, I'm about free Trish. Maybe 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 Trish has an insight or something. I don't know. Jim, I I didn't. I'm not getting it free. What what the hell here? No, Uh, we got to talk talk to Trish about that. There's free contests, right? I get yeah. to email because I was in the Hawthorne one last year and I get the emails this year right. for some of the free stuff. So there are some cool free ones with right. real money at the end. You'd know better than I would, obviously. Yeah, we have one that's been running actually all meet long. That's been a free contest, which is on the fifth race each and every day. You pick a horse in that race and build a bankroll. The winner at the end is getting 10 grand. So it's one of those things where it's not a cheapie by any means. It's some, something that keeps you engaged with, with each and every card. But yeah, contest this weekend, 10 NHC seats on the line. They're cool contests because they're real money contests, live bankroll contests, play the tracks that you love. But yeah, we do offer those a spattering of free contests too and just try to keep everybody involved. Beautiful. 
Awesome. All right. So uh, let's uh, – I'm just doing a little switching here. Uh, Pete and Paul, we're going to let you go so we can finish our Hawthorne segment. Uh, Pete and Paul, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Really hope you've enjoyed Very the time. Much. Thank you, guys. Families, you. really appreciate it. Uh, last thing, Paul, I don't know if you heard or you've seen, next Tuesday, Chad Brown live right here and a mystery guest. We know, I know who it is. Matt Miller knows who it is. All I'm going to say is it is a TV personality. Might not be horse racing. Who knows? This is a show you're not going to miss, guys. Next Tuesday, I'm really excited about it. Pete and Paul, happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thanks, you Take too. Care. Sure. Good happy luck Thanksgiving, everybody. Thanks All right, guys. bye-bye, guys. All right, so, Jim, <laughs> uh, I know what we wanted to focus on here is uh, two main things. We want to talk about the contest. Yours truly is playing uh, Friday. I'm going to play with two entries. It's a little bit cheaper on Friday, so I'm going to go yep. with two entries. I will be at Oakbrook Terrace. So if people want to find me there, as long as you can fight through the massive amounts of security I'll have around me. <laughs> no, the only thing I'll have massive around me is probably some beverages. That's about the only thing you'll find around me. Uh, but I'd love to meet some people out there at uh, Oakbrook OTB. It's a beautiful OTB there. I'll be there Friday. And I will also be there Sunday, Jim. I'm playing Sunday awesome. with Kyle Roscoe. So Kyle Roscoe and I are playing Sunday. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play twice. Uh, which means I can lose what up to four times, but hey, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I can't wait. I want to. I want. I'm already qualified for the Andy C Gym once. Nice. I like to double qualify. That's the main reason I'm playing. Plus, I want to support uh, the great folks at Hawthorne Racecourse, of course. Jim, again, let's remind everyone about the contest, the format, and then that will lead into my second question: Is what type of plays would be in people's best interest over the weekend? Well, the cool thing about the contest, and we've talked about this time and again, Howard, it's contests where there's not an entry fee. You play that bankroll for the contest, and the bankroll, like you mentioned, it's a little cheaper on Friday. It shifts into the weekend to be a little bit more expensive, but there's less seats also offered on Friday as well. But that's the money you're playing in the contest, and it's an open bankroll contest. And by what we mean by that, any track that we offer all the way up until the end of the Southern California track is going to be available for you to play. Any wager offered on those tracks is available for you to play. And a lot of people enjoy pick four wagers, pick five wagers, stuff along those lines. And that's really where these contests tend to be won. It's a little bit different from the contests like the NHC where it's basically win, play, show, and there's a cap. There's no cap either. And the reason that is we want you to treat this like a bankroll. We want you to treat this like the fact that, hey, I have a good day. I get to come home with this money too. And you do. That's the thing about it also. You go in with this entry fee, and it's not just we're keeping that entry fee. Whatever you make, you keep. Our whole goal is to just try to stimulate action and interest and everything that we can to bring people together for these contests. We've done a really good job of it over the course of the years. I think it's the reason why the NTRA puts so many seats on the line for these contests, because it is. It's truly the best handicappers in the country. And there is a difference, Howard, and you've seen it with these contests. There's a difference to picking winners and handicapping races. And that's one of the things that we talk about. And it's a really cool factor for these contests. But when you get people coming from across the country, it's awesome that they get to focus on the tracks that they love. We're not going to just assign you races that you have to play, but you can basically play coast to coast and have that chance to really focus on what you like, what you can focus on, and then try to build that bankroll. Now, here's the thing, Jim. I've played in many Hawthorne contests before with various amounts of successes. Mm -hmm. As you know, I'm a contest player, especially live money, but I've played $2 pick and praise. I played 
pretty much every contest that's around. I've tried different strategies with this Hawthorne contest. The big question I have for you, in your professional opinion, is it better off trying to play horizontals, pick fours, pick fives, maybe the more difficult bets? Because if you do cash, you can get win a few thousand on that bet, and that automatically puts you towards the leaderboard. Or, but it's a higher risk, obviously. Sure. Or do you think it might be better off trying to hit some doubles, some win bets? What's more traditionally done, I think, in in live money contests, and try to gradually work your way up. It's really the big question that I um, that I struggle with going into these Hawthorne contests. Um, and it does come down to strategy, Howard. And the one thing that you have to look at is kind of the history of these contests and really what it takes to win. Basically, it takes eight to 10 times your starting bankroll to win these contests. Every once in a while, yes, it's going to be a little bit less. Um, we saw that in the Handicappers Invitational. It was just a really weird contest. But those yeah. were assigned races, too. Right. This being the open bankroll, it changes things. It basically is those multi-race wagers that win the contest. And it's for a couple of reasons. One, they have the much better return. But two, people can watch these wagers along and maybe be four deep into a pick five sequence and it hasn't shown up on the leaderboard. So others playing the contest aren't necessarily saying, this is a number I'm shooting for because they don't know it just yet. And you can watch along and determine, okay, where am I at for this pick wager? If I can hit it, is it enough to win? Do I have more money in my bankroll to boost it to that point? But like I said, Eight to 10 times is traditionally about what it's going to take to win these contests, but we see it time and again and again, and it usually does take one of those horizontal wagers to get the job done. Uh, Matt Miller, of course, who you know well, just comments, this is not a paid ad. He's saying he says these contests are without question the most accessible from a budget standpoint to live bankroll players and offers terrific value and prizes a must if your family will let you escape, which I'm not we sure. We are not related. Case. We are not but related. No, you, they're not related. That's a good point. Um, that's a, a tad under 6'7", by the way. Uh, <laughs> no, not related. Yeah, obviously there's family involved. Not everyone can get away. We all understand that. Uh, was there ever a sense of, of a lot of this contest being played from home remotely, Jim? Has that been brought up? Um, it, it's been brought up. But the, the goal of the contest, too, and a lot of it is because the reason that we don't charge an entry fee, that's why we want to draw people out to these locations. Because without drawing an entry fee, the best way that we can do anything that is going to help us contest-wise is to get that money through the windows because then what it does, it goes into the purses for the horsemen. It goes into the commissions for the racetrack and how you operate your business. So that's why we have it at these locations. And the OTB locations are incredible, Howard. It's good food. It's comfortable. Tons of drinks. Tons of TVs. That's the other thing, too. Accessibility-wise, you can plop yourself down and see every racetrack that you're going to want to see in one section right from where you're sitting. And you see that over at Oak Brook Terrace. But that's kind of our setup at all of our OTB locations. And for those coming in town, we have northern suburb locations by O'Hare Airport, southern suburb locations by Midway Airport, and locations in between. So you can check out the website. But it's not like it's just that one place that you have to go to. There's six different locations that you can check out. And the staff is awesome. Everybody does a great job. But it is. They're really comfortable spots. Can't say enough good things about Dakota, Rhonda, everyone there at, at, at Hawthorne who works tirelessly to put on a good show. And if you're like a college football player, Jim, or player, sorry, a college football fan, <laughs> and you're going to be like betting college football Saturday, yeah. what better place to watch your favorite games, do some betting on the side with the contest. It's going to be a great atmosphere. You got, what, Michigan, Ohio State. You got some great games Saturday in the middle of the Hawthorne contest. That, that sounds like a blast to me and probably many others, I would assume, also. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. And, and there's really good racing because, like we mentioned, right, Tampa yes. is open. Fairgrounds is open. You got California going. Hawthorne, we're going to be back on the turf this weekend. That's something that definitely benefits yeah, our card too. So that, that helps it out. I actually walked the turf this morning. So barring any type of crazy rain, we'll be back on the turf this weekend. So your options are a plenty, and that, that's really kind of the nice thing about it. You're looking at an exceptional card from Churchill Downs on Friday. There's so many options out there. There's going to be value to be had. People play so many different ways. But that's the other thing, too, that's really cool, Howard. Going through our website and that, you can follow the updates time and again and again. They're updated often. You can see where the standings are. You don't have to guess because you're going to know because they are updated very often, too. As you're talking, I'm trying to find the email that I received from Hawthorne. The number of tracks you can play, I can't find. You probably know off the top of your head. But anyway, let's get on to some of the uh, interesting yep. horses that you like. But the number of tracks you can play uh, this weekend in these contests are tremendous. And I will say, Jim, before you give out a few spot plays for Friday uh, for people to possibly bet in this contest, I will can tell you for one of my entries for sure – the double either going into the Clark or the Clark into another race will absolutely be a large, you know, large play yeah. for me. If I'm lucky enough to have a decent bankroll, I'm going to be taking a stand in that double um, leading into the Clark or leading out of the Clark. I think for me, that's going to be a big play because I do like proxy uh, in the Clark. Jim, for people that are going to be betting Hawthorne, I yeah. instead of going through pick four, we're going to quickly talk about some spot plays you like. Yeah. This is for Friday, Jim. Uh, which race and which horse? And I do have the PPs. We'll bring it up quickly. Sure. Some horses that are good at contest plays for people. Yeah, and when, and when we're talking about contest plays, we're talking about horses that we think are going to provide a little bit of value in the contest. So we're going to start in the opener on Friday. It was part of the reason why I was out there walking the turf today. I make those decisions on if we're on or off the grass. So we should be on the grass. But in race number one on Friday, look at the seven horse Comiskey Park. Now, Howard, we've talked about this horse time and again, but we've talked about it before for races on the main track. But if you dig a little bit deeper, some of those turf races have been even better than what you've seen on the main track. And the pace setup for this race should be tremendous for Comiskey Park. There's going to be a decent amount of speed. Comiskey Park should be able to tuck in just behind those early pace setters. Then come running at him in the lane. Abel Lascano aboard for Armando Hernandez, who's been very good this meet. And I think Comiskey Park's going to get a great pace set up. But also, just because you see those recent dirt races that haven't been that good, mm -hmm. this is a horse a little bit better on turf, and you're going to get a decent price. Yeah, there's, I would assume, that. wait a minute, baseball politics is in the same race as yep. Comiskey Park? What is yeah, going how on? How about that? How crazy is that? Is, is this the middle of the summer? At, uh, what, what is going on? That's, that's pretty interesting. What, tape to tape, Scott Speed. Uh, yep. I'm trying to see what else, other speed in there. Uh, Lake, Lake Mills Mill should show speed. a little bit of speed. Tis approved on the outside. It'll definitely show speed. Okay. And uh, on KP and Cindy's G-Man from the far outside both have potential to show speed too. I like it. We all know you're just picking that horse because you're a Sox fan, but that's okay. We all we all understand that. Uh, Jim, who else do you like homer. on Friday? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a homer, so that's okay. That's all good. So. Who else do you like on Friday? Jim? All right, so we'll move on to race number six. So race number six is an optional claimer. It's going three quarters of a mile. This is an interesting race only for the fact that you might be able to catch a little bit of price in here with the six, Pelago. Pelago is the horse I picked second. The horse on top probably is going to be Long Tall Woman, the four, but that horse is going to take so much money. Pelago's run some deceptively good races in the last couple. You look at the start two back. This was a horse that was victorious right at this level at odds of 20 to 1. It was a really nice trip, kind of settled back a little bit early on and came running at him late. 
And the track's going to play differently on Friday than what we saw last weekend, where it was really cold. It was a little bit more of a front-end track, which tends to be the tendency in the wintertime. But it's going to be back up in the 50s, so they'll be getting water on the track. The track should even out much more. And a horse like Pelago is going to be overlooked in here. But we talked about it, Howard, a little bit last week, too. A lot of our top riders have gone on to other destinations. Jareth Loveberry's moved on. Some of these others have moved on. Chris Amy remains, and Chris Amy is one of our traditionally top riders. He picks up the mount on this one, and you will get every bit of 10 to 1 on Pelago. Uh, that's interesting. And the weather also, I've, I've mentioned early in the show, Mother Nature doesn't know what she wants to do, Jim. No. It's like 50 and sunny, absolutely gorgeous today. Um, and it's going to be relatively warm the next few days, so that can definitely change the track. Uh, I think you want to mention one other horse on Friday for people to possibly bet on. Yeah, one other horse to bet on. Go to race number seven. Now, race number seven is a little bit of an interesting race, too. It's optional $40,000 claimers in here. We talk time and again, Howard, about some of these horses that come out of stakes and drop and go to other spots. But one thing that we also look at, too, is when a trainer enters two in a race. And Armando Hernandez has the five stop shop and Amy and the six Lily's Woofy in here. Lily's Woofy we picked last time, but look at the five, Stop Shop and Amy. This is a horse that has been solid in the last couple of starts. Both of them victories with Tavares in the saddle. Both of them victories from a little off the pace. Now, the last start out was coming in off a little bit of a layoff, but when you look up and down this field, the two Isabella Canatella can show speed. Three plus she can show speed. Four Dorota shows speed, and then Lily's Woofy can show speed. So because of that, Stop Shop and Amy might get a great trip from the second flight. It's not a huge price, but I do think you get that three to one, and I think three to one will be worth it. Look, if people are wondering, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I was, I guess I'm laughing. <laughs> it's hard to keep. Can I wear that to the OTV this weekend? Would you? you would can. you? I have an extra one. That, just drop it, it off at the Oak, Oak Park Terrace. Yeah. Um, in all seriousness, people say, why are we touting three-to-one shots? If people have some guts out there, and a lot of people do, you put 200, you know, let's say you have a $500 yeah. entry. You put 250 to win on, you know, $250 to win on this five or three-to-one. Guys, you're, you're up to, a th- and, and, and it comes through, you're up to 1,000. That puts you close to the leaderboard just like that in one bet. I mean, one bet, one win bet can literally change your entire day, and it doesn't have to be a 10-to-one shot, Jim, in this contest. Well, and that's the thing, too. And and you have to look at the connections when you're playing some of these races, too, Howard. Some trainers will put two in to make a race go, and they'll scratch one out of there. That's not the tendency, typically, for Armando Hernandez. So I hope it's the case here that he runs both of these horses. And a lot of times he'll do it and bring race strategy in the mix because it's the same owner as well. So if one goes to make sure the pace is honest for the other, he's still paying off his owner in the end. So that's a good thing there, too. So if Lily's Woofy goes, it helps a horse like Stop Shop and Amy again. Three to one provides value. We'll take an $8 winner anytime. And uh, it's hopefully one of those things that can come through for us on Friday. You know, Jim, it's interesting. Proxy might be three to one. Yeah. Hmm. hmm. I why think not? I have an idea. Uh, why, why not? Right. Not? Uh, uh, Christine race, who is a huge fan of the show. Christine's playing Christine. Yes. Christine, you got to email me and tell me where you're playing. I don't know if you're playing Christine. Um, I don't think she lives in the Chicago area either. So, Christine, I'm so happy you. If you don't live in Chicago, Christine, I'm glad you're traveling for the contest. Christine, email me and let me know where you're playing. And even if it's not Oakbrook, maybe I'll. If it's not too far, maybe I'll stop by and say hello. But great to see people that are watching the show, especially out of towners, Jim, playing yeah. in this contest. That's exactly what we want to promote here on the HHH Racing Podcast. Promote Hawthorne. 
promote these contests. Jim, before we let you go and dive into, I won't say Turkey, but considering this is one of the bigger drinking nights of the year, perhaps a beverage uh, with your family, uh, tell us uh, any final thoughts for the contest or anything else going on at Hawthorne or anything else coming up the rest of the meet. Well, my beverage, I'm a Moscow mule drinker, so I will be uh, I will be uh, having a mule. Um, the thing about Hawthorne that's really kind of cool for us is we do go through the end of the year. In the Midwest, we're kind of that last Midwest track before everybody heads south for the winter. So you do see a great mix of horses. And now Horseshoe Indianapolis just finished. So some of those horses will be making a stop too. What happens with that is when you have so many horses from so many locations, Howard, it provides value. So definitely take a look at that. The other thing that we can't emphasize enough when we talk about it, weather at Hawthorne is a major factor. Listen to us when we're talking prior to the races. If there's a headwind, it leads towards speed. If there's a freeze, it leads towards speed. And it's because of the, the track set up at Hawthorne, how shadows are cast, how the wind blows and nothing blocks it. But it is something worth watching because you can get a lot of advantage and a lot of good value there in the end. Listen to Jim Miller, guys. He knows what he's talking about. He does everything at Hawthorne. He's there. There's still two more uh, Illinois bred stake races yep. for two-year-olds coming up in the meet, and that always produces some nice uh, future Illinois horses, so we're excited to see those as well. Jim Miller, I want to wish you a very happy uh, Thanksgiving. You'll be on one more time next awesome. week, I believe, for our final segment. We might go in longer. We'll have to talk to the powers that be, but I believe next week will be our, our final segment here on the show. Wishing you and yours, everyone, Hawthorne, a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, good luck to everyone playing in the contest, Jim. Good luck to you. Thank Enjoy you. Enjoy the contest. Notice when we have a commercial that runs about the Horse Player Invitational, somebody makes a cameo in there, and it's not me. It might be somebody else that's on the screen right now. So make sure you wow. check that out when you're at the races there on Friday. Oh, they're it's going to be on like the TV. Yep, on it'll the be on our signal on Friday. Wow, I am... Well, I don't know if it's me, actually. It could be. Maybe it's Peter Paul, but I'm guessing it's going to be <laughs> no. me. Thanks, Jim. Really appreciate it. Have a great Thanksgiving, and good luck this weekend with all your bets. You Take too, care, Howard. Jim. Best of luck. All right. Bye-bye. All right, guys. This has been a fantastic show. Uh, Jim Miller, uh, thanks to you for all of your help with Hawthorne. Good luck to everyone in the contest. Pete, Paul, everyone. I sent out an email. I just want to close by saying I wish everyone a really happy Thanksgiving. We have a lot to be thankful for here on the show. And the main reason is because of you, the viewers. So thank you very much for watching. I uh, hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving with your families. And good luck with your betting this weekend. Take care, everyone. Have a great night. Bye-bye.